All right, all right, here we go. How's everybody doing out there? This is Wayne from Michigan UFO Sightings and Paranormal Encounters Podcast. And I am joined tonight by my lovely co-host and wife, Michelle. Hi, everyone. How is it going out there, Michelle? Anything kicking in uh, chat yet? Well, just ready to be the only podcast that goes down an escalator tonight. That escalator down that special little rabbit hole. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, there's me with suitcase. I'm ready yeah, to there, travel. There you were. <laughs> you just you just went past us. You're ready to travel, man. Laughlin, here we come. Or Tahoe or someplace. We gotta get someplace. Hello to our friends in chat. We see you there. Yeah, we got Ghost Dragon ZW. Hey, we got Chad Smith. What is up, Chad Smith? Welcome. And we got M. Monty. Or is it M. Monty? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for uh, joining in and watching. So tonight we're going to be talking with the three amigos. And then we got one amiga. Yeah, yeah. we've got our friend from across the pond. Yep, yep, yep. So here we get going. Who's from across the pond? Well, it's our, was it Erica? Laura? Uh, She's joined no. us. Do you see it? No, I don't. Oh. Maybe that's on uh, Facebook because we are on Facebook. Yeah, she's page. on Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. So, welcome, welcome, everybody. So, yeah. So, ah, there she is. Anne. Oh, from Argentina. Yeah. All right. Welcome. All right. So, today we're going to take a deep dive into the last podcast we released, which was episode 42. The life, the answers to life, universe, and everything taken from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So we had Bill Konkoleski on, who was also featured in the um, Netflix original. Well, I guess it's original now. They took over the um, Unsolved Mysteries, and he was part of the Something in the Sky. And he's from, uh, he's the state um, director of MUFON here in Michigan. So we're going to talk about that and how that went. And then for the second half of the show, we're going to have a special surprise guest come in and that'll be after the break and see what kind of conversations happen after that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our other host, co-host, guest host for this episode. So I don't know. Should we do beauty before age or a <laughs> burden? <it> <laughs> All right. So let, let's bring in the, the young buck first here. Sorry, guy. And we've got Burton from lost in the dark and from uh, follow the Reaper podcast. Burton, how's it going, man? Very good. Very good. Thank you for having me back again. These are tons of fun. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, technically this is only our, second live stream honestly like doing it in this format so and yeah the the one last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago now mm -hmm. see that's what being teachers happens our our yeah. brains are like melted it's before holidays and everything oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right and then uh, let's bring the old curmudgeon on we got the smartest guy and only guy around it's guy merit he's back <laughs> Hey, get off my lawn. 
Yes, yes, yes. So let's get into this a little bit and uh, let's just start talking. So, uh, Burton, I'm going to kind of hand this over to you real quick. And uh, I want to see what your initial thoughts and ideas about the interview because um, you told me you listened to it and stuff and what your yeah. takeaways were. And uh, I don't know. Tell us, man. What did you think? <laughs> uh, I thought Bill was a really interesting guy. I'd never, besides, because, yeah, he was in the uh, the Unsolved Mysteries thing. Uh, that was kind of the first time I'd ever really seen him in anything. I've seen tons of people from MUFON and in different places, this and that, but I uh, I'd never seen the guy from Michigan, you know, uh, but I thought he was very interesting. It uh, one one thing, one major thing that stuck out to me was, you know, it, it's it's obviously a really good thing that MUFON has like um, they allow you to be anonymous, you know, people that want to report their what whatever it is that they saw or experienced, but they don't want, you know, they want to remain anonymous. They don't want anybody to know about it for whatever reason. Uh, and he said some of that stuff that they can't release that he's seen is like really, really convincing um, in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the interview, especially in that. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like it was a good overview. I felt like it was a really considered, was this the first time you two had ever talked? Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, I was really surprised by, uh, his books and uh, we can get into that a little bit more, but I was kind of uh, taken back a little bit about his own experiences, but yeah, yeah, that was the first time I ever had a chance to talk to him. Yeah. So I, I was definitely taken back by some of his experiences as well. They're pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, but it, so that's, yeah. And that's at least for me personally, as, as someone that has, you know, does a bunch of like interviews and stuff like that, uh, I find that like the first time I have someone on, um, it it can be a little like chunky sometimes. It can like be a little tough to uh, to kind of get into it. I'm sorry, I'm hearing something. Are you guys hearing that? It's background music. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I, I tried where to make it very going? low. So. I wanted to make sure it wasn't coming from my computer. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it can be, you know, it can be hard to get into a groove the first time you ever talk to someone, especially if you're meeting them virtually online like this, you know, it's hard. But what I always find is that the second time you talk to them, it's smooth and then you really can get into the weeds and stuff like that because you've already kind of had your introduction. You already kind of know each other. Uh, so I, I think that this was a really good, like, first overview in a real, I thought on both sides it was a good interview. I thought you you asked really good questions and he gave good like o overview answers. But I feel like the next next time you guys talk, you'll really be able to get into the weeds and and I and I hope that happens and I, I look forward to it if it ever does. Yeah, um, guy, what what was your uh, initial takeaway? I know you've had experience with Bill before, and you know with the ninety four thing over on the east side of the state. Um, and he even mentioned being um, kind of mentored by, I believe, the woman that interviewed you about your triangle sighting. So why don't you take us back a little bit through that and let's uh, delve into that a little bit. Well, he mentioned that uh, 
you know, Shirley Coyne, who was, uh, she was the, uh, well, she held the position that Bill holds now. She was the state director of MUFON back in 94 when I had my sighting. So I called the airport eventually. First I called the newspaper, then I called the airport, and then I, I can't remember. I called a bunch of people, and finally somebody gave me a guy out on the West Coast. I got the number of MUFON from a guy at Flint's airport. I'd never even heard of MUFON. And he said, well, call MUFON. He gave me an 800 number. And uh, and I called this guy. I don't know who it was. But he said, well, you need to call the state director of MUFON in, in Michigan, Shirley Coyne. He said, she lives in Flushing. Do you, do you know where that is? And I said, yeah, I live in Flint. It's like six miles out of town or, the, you know, that's about eight miles from my house, whatever. So, yeah, I, I knew Shirley Coyne, and she's a really, really nice lady. Um, interestingly, and I don't want to speak whereof I don't know exactly, but it's, I believe this to be the case. I, I find this interesting, and it relates to something we were talking about that I'm not going to get into prior to the actually going live. She was married to a fellow named George, and for years they were very involved in uh, – you know, move on. And uh, if you go on YouTube, I wish I could, I wish I would have got the name of the episode. There's an old episode of the sightings television program on YouTube and it features Shirley and George. And they're, they, they were driving from Flushing to Flint for a move on meeting. And they filmed this black unmarked helicopter following them the whole way. And you can actually see the helicopter in the video, but yeah, she came to my house and took my, uh, I had this experience on Friday morning and I called her on Saturday and on Sunday, her and another lady came to my home and, you know, there's a form you fill out and I had to draw it and all this and that. And so we have that mutual, you know, she was his big mentor for a long, long time. But what happened with Shirley that I was, that I was alluding to uh, it's, it's my understanding. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is correct. Her husband passed away, George and, uh, she remarried, and after she remarried, I don't know if it was the influence of the gentleman she married or not, but she got really weird about all this having, after having been in it for years. And, uh, I mean, this is a woman who told me the day I filled out this questionnaire for, you know, I filled out this form for them. She, you know, idly shared with me. She said, you know, sometimes I get depressed, you know, because I have a son I, I never see. And uh, or I, I don't see him very often at all. He's 16 or 17. And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, yeah, he lives aboard one of these ships. And I was like, huh? You know, I'd just seen this UFO. And I was like, what? I mean, I was I made a video video years ago. And I said, you know, I was wondering at that point, is she Copus Mentis? Is this woman crazy or what? I had no exposure to this UFO stuff. I didn't know what she was talking about. But very nice lady. And uh Anywho, uh, but what happened was after her husband died, she kind of got, she decided that these were demons, right? And and that it was all demonic and got really off into a religion thing and kind of dropped all of her contacts that she had had with kind of the UFO community, which I thought was kind of sad, but at least that's what somebody told me who I trust. And I know she kind of, fell off the map at one point and they said that's what happened so is that true i want to put a little caveat 
on that put a little asterisk right there that is what i heard so it's you know that after she remarried um yeah she really changed directions and yeah but yeah i, I knew shirley a little bit and uh talked to her a couple times you know and bill nor in fact i've been to three mufon meetings a long time ago and they were all right and i met bill and bill actually asked me kind of cornered me one day and said hey would you we're gonna do uh you know one week where we have people get up and present from the group you know instead of having they normally bring people in from you know around the country and you do a presentation you have dinner blah 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 and they said, what we're going to do is we're going to have people from our group get up and share their stories. I and mean, would you share yours? And I didn't think at that point I could get up in front of people and talk about it. And uh, I just was like, no way, dude. I'm not even trying that. And uh felt kind of bad about it because it was, I really like Bill. He's a good guy. And, you know, you know, I just... uh I just couldn't do it, man, at that point. Yeah. Now, that's still, understandable. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ghost Dragon here is is saying that's what he heard through research yeah. on her and others as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've had these conversations before where these experiences that people have, including all of us here, I mean, I don't think, Burton, you've been in the UFO experience but more paranormal ghost related type of experiences and the these things that happen are they they do something to you man they they really get inside yeah. your head but um yeah i mean they're so wacky who's to say what's going on or or what's true and what isn't it at a certain point this is somebody's experience so you know that's what what they are you know saying i mean who's got the proof right uh, not, i wasn't judging i was just sharing yeah that. i mean there is kind of a kind of a schism kind of a there's kind of couple of well there's a few i mean there's a couple of different tracks for this whole thing one of which is people have these experiences and go the you know this is the manifestation of what was foretold in the abrahamic religion thing that i'm in and it's demons and and some people go that way and i'm not judging i'm just saying that she kind of she then sort of cut ties with a lot of people that which i thought was sad and Really a likable lady. She's very, very nice. Uh, I really, I'm not just saying that. I, I really liked Shirley. She was warm and kind. And, uh, you know, she was there for me when I needed somebody to tell me I wasn't yeah. great, you know? Yeah. All right. So, Michelle, what do we got going on in chat? I know you've been watching over there. Who do we got? Who do we need to say hi to and welcome? I see um, we've got I, I 11 think... people watching so far. So yep, that's and good. I think that we've been able to say hi to everyone um ghost dragon says she wasn't the only one that started seeing things that way right but like a lot of yeah. people do. a lot of people do i mean yeah would, there's there's a lot of people out there that make that connection between yeah. you know ufos and aliens and the spiritual or the religious aspect of it and uh mm. yeah there there's I, I think it it's two separate things. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, I, mean, I, was, I would say too. There's. 
I said there, there's different tracks, you know, and I said there's actually more than two because there's some that go the spiritual route, which is, in my view, is not necessarily the religious route. You know what I mean? Like pulling things from, say, the Christian Bible necessarily. And 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 some people just get very spiritual. And that's not exactly the same thing. It's, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm just saying yeah. it's my understanding she went the the, the kind of classic religion. It's the, the demons which were described in the Bible and yada, yada, yada. And, and you know, so there, and those people tend to then distance themselves from much, you know, the, the people who think differently. So that's what happened. But so I thank you to this dragon fella. I don't have a thing that shows who's on. So, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, ghost dragon, ghost dragon. Yeah. I, that's yeah. What I, I think that's kind of common knowledge that I didn't want to say it categorically, but if he's heard it and I've heard it, it's, you know, Therefore, let's start a huge rumor that's not true. But I think that's I think that's my understanding. It's what happened. So yeah. Hi, Chad Smith. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, Chad? everybody is Chad Smith. So yeah, so we got Chad Smith who said hi to Guy, and we have uh Cassidy is here from Oracles and Beyond, Ghost Dragon. We got Anne or Anna. Uh, from Argentina. Uh, she's in Germany. Yeah. So don't, she's don't in Germany. Yeah. Don't cry for her. What's that? Don't cry for me. Yeah, don't cry. Don't, for, yeah. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, reference. My brain, it's old. It just goes. <laughs> just kind of kind of flips out there for a minute. Yeah, right. I remember she's running things over on um, I believe YouTube in Germany. Yeah. Ah, she's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there was a couple of things that um, I wanted to bring up. And one of the first ones is uh, I'm going to share this with everybody here. Do uh, find the tab. Here we go. All right. Oh, come on, man. Right. Oh, okay. So this is off of and this is what I was talking to Bill about. And he was very diplomatic about it, right? I mean, he, he has to be. He's he's running. Hey, Gail. How hey, are you? Gail. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. Airborne trash. I, I've got my, my boutique friend uh, uh, who's okay. on saying hi. <laughs> All right. So looking at this, though, this is on uh, Yahoo News, but it, it it's just a basically a copy and paste from the New York Times. Now, the New York Times became very famous in 2017 when they broke the the UFO Navy videos and things like that, talking about UFOs are real, yada, yada, and the Navy had to come out and say, yes, those were real things. And now here we are in 2022 with still no new UFO report, which they were supposed to deliver on Halloween. Well, at least a public report. Nothing's there. And uh, here we have the U.S. government report reportedly finds that UFOs are more likely to be airborne trash than aliens. Okay, nobody's saying aliens just yet. We don't know what these things are, but you can see how they start to play the games with this. And I asked Bill about this, and he was like, you know, my my whole point with this is they let something out of the bag probably that they didn't want to. They, they they took the genie out of the bottle. It got leaked or it was a planned leak or whatever. 
And now all of a sudden they want to put it back in and they use words like trash and aliens when, you know, it could be government, you know, material or craft or whatever you want to call them, you know, experiments. They could be, uh, you know, what is it? Defense contractors working on new, new things and testing it on our pilots. Um, if they're doing that, that's pretty bad. Probably shouldn't be doing that. But anyways, um, to me, and oh, and by the way, I like the way that Yahoo News put this in their sci-fi section. Right. So we're going back to the whole, you know, UFOs are really just airborne trash. Hint, hint, you guys are trash looking into this stuff. You know, what do you guys think? Have we been fooled? Uh, Well, here's the thing. That's only one person's perspective. Maybe a small team. So like Ghost Dragon said in chat, really, do we expect anything more? I don't know. Um, do we expect anything more? Not really, but also, okay. I get, I get what you're saying about the usage of the specific word trash, but I, I don't know when I, when I read that, I don't really, I, I guess I didn't interpret it that way, but, um, as, as like a, as a direct dig at least, uh, but I mean, in reality, what they're saying is, is, nothing surprising it's mo that what they the article literally said most things that people might identify as ufo is probably airborne trash now i don't i don't even necessarily agree with that because i feel like airborne trash would more often than not if it looks like and i could be totally wrong but more often than not shouldn't it just look like like a like a meteor or something like something with that with, with with a tail and stuff, especially if it's coming through the atmosphere from outer space. If it's not, then we shouldn't even see it at all, really. Um, so so I don't really think that's a a good explanation for what a lot of people are seeing to begin with. But uh, uh, with with Mufon with 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 any other uh, place that gathers lots and lots of UFO reports. They, the, you know, the the consensus is a a large majority of of uh, a large majority of these sightings are explainable. Like somewhere between like eighty to ninety percent are usually explainable, but it's that ten percent that we still can't explain that are still very very worth ten to twenty percent or whatever that are very worth looking into. So what they're saying here is this is what probably makes up for most of the misidentification. Uh, okay. Yeah, of course, most of them aren't going to be UFOs. A lot of them are going to be identifiable uh, if if looked at, you know, from the right perspective or with the right eyes or, you know, some strange, unusual, aerial, natural weather phenomenon, whatever. Um, but so, yeah, it's nothing. It does, It's not saying anything to me that's anything surprising or, or, yeah, of course, most of it's going to be something misidentified. But some of it's not, and 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 everybody, you know, uh, there seems to be a consensus even with the government that some of them are not, and those are the ones that are interesting. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. No, they're man. all interesting, but I think I think they got their 
official office and they got their money and now they want to they want to hide everything back away and not let anybody know I, that's just me i mean that's my my i don't i don't trust them kind of a oh. thing Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't trust them as far as you can throw them. But it's, you know, eh, so take everything with a huge grain of salt. And, yeah, exactly. You know, there it is. Yep. And, and, and hopefully, hopefully maybe they don't. May, may, maybe they start to slowly. Maybe this is they'll turn over a new, you know, fingers crossed. I'm an optimist. <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll, maybe they'll try to put out slightly less information but a little piece here and there breadcrumbs or something you know well i want you to think about this when you were a kid did you ever have one of those 64 pack of crayola crayons yes did you ever have the crayons all fall out of the box oh yeah could you ever get all 64 crayons back in the box uh definitely never in the right order exactly yeah that's kind of the analogy that i'm going with because i'm looking at what ghost dragon is saying (laughs) and that's the first thing that pops into mind for me is that you know this information and the videos and everything came out and now we're we're not hearing um as much you know in in the media um and things are i mean a little bit quieter except for the podcasts and the different shows that are are on YouTube and StreamYard and such. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it might be another 10 years before we see another report. But, so there's, there's, there's still a few crayons out there though. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know what though? It's, I do think, I do think if there, if there is a cat that they let out of the bag, the biggest, the, the main part of it is that it's not as, uh, Ah, uh, what's that word? It's it's not like as um uh, you you uh, it, you're not gonna get as much negative feedback anymore. It's not stigma. It's not as much of a stigma yeah. anymore. And God, the amount of and yeah, well, there's a lot of like problems with a lot of them. Don't get me wrong, like infighting and stuff like that, which is ridiculous. But there are so many YouTube channels and shows and and paranormal communities out there that cover the gambit like it's it's something that clearly has a massive hold over the consciousness of not just americans but people worldwide and it's uh it's something it's something that everybody seems to like like a lot of people even if they have a passive interest in it a lot of people have an interest in it even if they hate it and dismiss all of it that's still somewhat of an interest and uh and yeah, like I, I think that whether or not the government comes out with uh, any more reports or anything like that, Wayne, you had someone on once that said something like, "We we are the disclosure." Like shows mm-hmm. like this are the disclosure. That was me. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, there we go. Well, and pe- yeah, and people like us coming together, yeah. and 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 people uploading videos to social media, and. You know, or just having that. conversations like this. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of yeah. the things that that um talking to Bill about this and the in the connections that are being made, not only with people that have experienced things, but also with people that um just want to know. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of people out there in the community that are interested in in learning this stuff. But here's something I want everybody to think about. Think about 
David Fravor, who was a Top Gun graduate and instructor, and he came out with, I believe it was Jeremy Corbell. Yeah. If I remember mm-hmm. right on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Talking about his experience with the Tic Tac and all of this stuff. Yeah. Then you have Ryan Graves from the East Coast Flighter, uh, Fighter Squadron out there in the Navy. And they're reporting all of these different UFOs over the oceans and they're tracking them drop from 80,000 feet to above the ocean up and down in, in a matter of seconds. So are all of these guys incompetent and they can't identify things that they're seeing on their, their IR and they're putting themselves out there and their reputation, top gun pilots and things like that. And, and now we're being told, well, it was, it's a lot of airborne trash or, or, you know, misidentifications or foreign drones is the, is the new thing, which I think everybody kind of knows countries spy on other countries using various things, you know, sub launch drones and things like that. But we don't have any kind of drones that can break Newtonian physics, like going to, you know, what? 7,000, 7,200 miles per hour in a split second covering 60 miles in five seconds. I think it was 72. Well, yeah. Well, Jack, Jack, 72,000 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and he, you know, saying that he didn't know what he was observing on the radar and then what he was getting from police officers and all those people on the West side of the state. You know, I know what they're talking about when they when they say airborne trash. They're they're thinking literally like trash bags and uh, things that have been lifted. You know, empty trash bags, things from construction sites that get lifted up in the air and they get taken off by air currents. It happens. It's it does happen. But wait, 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 wait. wait. That's literally that's what they're talking about. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's- literally. <laughs> see that's what i'm saying that's, guy jump in Hang here on. man guy jump in here bring bring some clarity to uh, our our younger brains i'm not that much younger oh. but you well straighten us out guy I'm on your lawn. Uh, you know i'm listening to this stuff and i mean there's this tug and pull a couple things i thought uh, one thing is that i heard somebody say this the other day i don't recall who it was and they said, you know, if only 5% or 3%, you know, if, if only one thing, if only one thing, and you can absolutely prove it, one thing, forget 5%, forget 1%, if one solid object went jump, you know, traveled 60 miles in a second, went 72,000 miles an hour, that right there, boom, just one thing, forget the 5%, forget 2%. If you, if you can absolutely show with data, which Jack Bushong did, that something did that, well, we know there's something else that's not, I mean, you know, we keep dancing around this stuff. You know, my experience was really bizarre. I mean, with my coworkers uh, missing and all, everything that happened, uh, you know, this is all bizarre to me. There's going to be this tug and pull. It's kind of like, I was sitting back and I was listening to you guys talk and okay. So it's like, did they accidentally drop some stuff? And now they're putting, trying to put the genie back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Or is this all just some crazy, excuse my language, some crazy ass thing that they've orchestrated where we're going to drop some stuff 
Then we're going to put it back in the bottle. Then we're going to drop some more stuff. Then we're, I mean, it's just like this house of mirrors. I don't know who's doing what, you know. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, uh, Burton made a good point. You look at all the, the if you look at, you know, social media and the, you know, independent media. I mean, there's, there's just this mountain, this, this avalanche of uh, information, these channels devoted to nothing. But, you know, there's, there's videos, there's experiencers. And when I say experiencers, there's people with marks on their bodies. There's people with implants. They get Terry Loveless. There's a lot of people that have those, you know, I mean, it's just this totally bizarre porridge of the government denying what we all know is real, whatever it is exactly. I mean, it's something esoteric. It's something different. And I call it test runs. Yeah, maybe that's that's a great comment there. It goes well, right the, the next comment yeah. here, I think. I like, I like that. Uh, yeah. Look at this one. Yep. yep. War of the Worlds, remember? Oh, I thought, no, I thought that's very good. Yeah, thank you for, because my brain is not, I, I'm hitting on like four cylinders tonight, but that's, I've thought the same thing that maybe they're just like, let's say this, let's drop this and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe reel it in a little. It's, it's like, you know, some kind of really refined uh, fishing of, you know, on a, for like, uh, okay, let's try this out. Okay. Just a little back out a little, fr you know, are they going to freak out? You know, if you're sitting in my shoes, you know, I'm in, I don't want to say where I've got some friends that who I absolutely know of. I would bet my life have been abducted. I know my coworkers got abducted. If you're the government, what do you, I think, I think it was Bill that said this. I think it was Bill said, it's like a balance sheet. It's a, it's a cost benefit thing. It's like, if you think about it, what's in it? What, what on earth? I think he made this point, which I've thought myself many times. What is in it for a government? And when you think about what a government is, it's a control mechanism. It's supposed to protect you and control you and uh, make you safe and, and, and yada, yada, yada. What on earth would be the, the, the positive, right, for a government to come out and say, oh, by the way, there's these guys that are from like Zeta Reticuli or wherever they're from and, and other places, and they evolved way before we did, and they come here, and they, they take people, and they do experiments, and by the way, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, there's that no... Was, that's what Bill had said right yeah, there. Exactly. Is that, they're never going to tell you that. If you keep waiting for they that... They lose their power. You yeah. are like you are like out of your minds with all due respect to anybody who believes the government's going to going to do that. They just won't do that because it's it's usurping. It's they're, they're cutting their own legs off. I mean, they're, they're, they're like they rule by convention. We go, OK, you guys can run this place because you make us safe and you provide us with power and clean air, and clean water, supposedly, which they sort of don't. But I mean, you know. If they said what I just went through, I'm not going to say it again. You know, these, these beings are from elsewhere. They can take you, yada, yada, yada. We can't defend against them, which I personally suspect is all true and have pretty good evidence to support. They're never going to say that. They can't say that. It's like they just wouldn't do that. That's like, you know, it's uh, suicide. I mean, politically, literally. But I mean, it's just like, why would if you're if you're a guy that's into power and you're 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 a head of government. You're going to come out and say this? I mean, they're just, it's, you could wait for this till you're 8,000 years old. They're not going to do it because why would they? Because that's shooting themselves in the temple. I mean, they're not going to say that. 
Yeah, you're they, you're right. They can't tell you what I know is true, but I'll tell you what, they also can't tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about because I've seen this stuff up close. And uh so that you know, my my thinking, my head is not for rent. I know what I've seen. I know what's happened, you know. I don't farm out my they can tell me anything. I know it's BS when it's BS. I know what they these beings can do. I don't know where they're from. I don't know what they are exactly. Um, one thing I've thought a lot about recently is we're all leaping to the more, and I think Wayne, you alluded to this uh, earlier. You said something about you know the people jumping to their interdimensional. They're this that they're from another timeline. They might be. Some of them might be. That's absolutely possible. But why don't we start with? What is it? Occam's razor. What the, the, the most obvious, simplest answer is probably true. I would say among the things they are very likely would be three dimensional beings on the order of us that, you know, evolved on a, on a planet, uh, may perhaps appear different, you know, different physically. But, you know, they're, you know, I'd start with that. I'm sure I'm sure my thinking is that this is just what I'm inclined to suspect. I don't believe anything. I'm a suspector, not a believer. I strongly, strongly suspect. Belief scares me. We could do a whole podcast on that. I strongly suspect that some of these beings are just guys, you know, on the order of us, you know, perhaps have evolved much earlier and they have greater technology, but are from planets that are, there's, uh, there's billions of planets. I mean, why wouldn't you start there and just, you just use your head. I mean, and then maybe some, maybe some of, I know I'm in a group with a gal named Deb Cobble who's had a lot of experiences and she said the same thing. I thought maybe some of them have literally evolved so much that they can uh, move through dimensions, you know, that not so much that they were interdimensional. Be, who knows what's possible at the end of the, that spectrum, but some of them are probably just dudes kind of like us from other planets. I mean, you can start there and maybe it's other stuff too, but it's it's almost a mathematical certainty that 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 they would be out there, and some of them would have evolved before us. And everybody's sitting around like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe there's there could be other intelligent life, and maybe it could get here. I mean, if you think about the math, it's almost a virtual certainty, to, in my mind, you know, and whatever that's, you know, whatever that's worth. And I, you know, I'm wrong about most things, so I wouldn't, you know, I got straight D's in algebra. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to me. But this seems pretty, yeah, but this you seems, saw what you saw. This seems pretty simple to me. There's some dudes, they're visiting here. The government ain't going to say it. The, wait for that till you're blue in the face. With that, um, I'm out. Yeah, well, look at what Ghost Dragon says. You know, he's uh, laughing about it. And he says, oh, and uh, by the way, folks, uh, the ETs have been taking you and testing on you. Uh, there's nothing we can do. Sorry. Yeah. They're never the gonna say that. That's my point. Yeah, they're not gonna say that, man. It ain't gonna yeah. happen. So we can sit here and we can ruminate and we can kick things around. We can have fun and I can drink coffee and you know have to turn off my camera because I need a cigarette. It's driving me so batty. But the, the reality is your government is never ever gonna, you know, convene a press conference and say, okay, and the things I said. You know, there's these guys and they're way evolved, they got yeah. eight lobes in their brains. And they got little beams well, that beam you. No, they're not going to say that. You know, guy, I've I've just started calling it closure. Yeah, that's what we need. 
You know, we don't need yeah, disclosure. Don't I like that. Yeah, I, I don't we really need closure. Yeah. yeah. Because all these people are running around trying to figure out the answer to a question or to put a puzzle together that we can't even communicate and get along in in this weird ufology community with the and Burton had hidden, you know, hinted on this a lot of a little bit ago. Oh, it's crazy. Because there's people that are in it for themselves, they're in it to make money. Uh you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh that's crazy. But but there's it, it is and the infighting thing is huge. I was in a group, I'm not gonna give you the guy's name, he's very well known in ufology. He's had crazy experiences, they're real, and he's he's I he, he talks about how he has spiritually ascended through the, these experiences, but he also spends a ton of time. I got out of the group, I, I did it for a year or so. He spent a ton of time bashing Richard Dolan, everybody else, everybody else, just speaking horribly about these people who's who with whom he didn't agree. Well, I mean, you know, Richard Dolan may not be right about everything. Maybe he's not perfect. Good Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I mean, but everybody, he's brought a lot to the table. He's worked hard. And this guy was just, just bashed him unmercifully. And Dr. David Jacobs, he talked about him like he was this devil. And I'm like... I'm like, we got to stop arguing amongst ourselves to this and, you know, just castigating each other incredibly. And, oh, your ideas, you're all your, you know, I mean, there's so much infighting. It's just pathetic. But thank you, Burton, for that idea, because it's true. I'm going to stop my cam for just a minute. Let you guys, when I come back, I'm going to be out for a minute. When I come back, I want you guys to have solved all the riddles of the universe. (laughs) Okay. Because I bought, a, I bought a T-shirt, so you owe me. I want the thing, <laughs> want the thing settled. I don't think a twenty dollars is going to cover the <laughs> what we have to try to solve. <laughs> All I right, did, Burton, go for it. I I did I did really like one thing that he hit on. He said I'm a. Uh, 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 oh God, I can't remember the exact word. I'm a suspicion, not a belief guy or something like that. I suspect things or something like that. And that's that just reminds me so much of one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Dogma, uh, and where Chris Rock in it, he's like, I, I'm an ideas guy. People kill each other for, I'm paraphrasing, he's like, people kill each other for beliefs, but nobody kills each other over an idea, and an idea can change. Whereas a belief is something like that is unchanging, at least that's yeah. the idea, and uh, and that's that's I, I totally agree with him on that. That's where I'm at on all of this stuff because at the end of the day, no one is right about everything because we don't really know anything. So, <laughs> you know. yeah, Burton's gonna have us talking about the movie Dogma now and Alanis Morissette being God. <laughs> Love I it seen that love movie it. in so long and i love oh, it it's, it's my it's favorite movies ages. of all time yeah i love yeah. that movie yeah it's it's been a long time since i've seen that one i Again. smoked a half a carton of cigarettes while i was gone just <laughs> conversation well that's a that's a superpower that you inherited from the aliens in 94 oh, yeah they didn't so, they didn't give like, me a lot of self-control <laughs> well you know you know guy you, you bring this up in and for full disclosure from me, just like how you feel about when people were 
kind of tying in the UFO alien thing to religious aspects of things. I also go the route that same way with the space brothers and they're here to heal and save the planet and all that stuff too. I got to interrupt you. I got to one. Just yeah. so, you, so, you know, we're on the same, I don't want to lose this thought. And at my age thoughts fly out of my head quick. Uh, literally yesterday I was on a, I was on a, I was watching uh, Preston Dennett and he had a, a video about seven amazing healings by aliens. Right. And Preston and I have a really good relationship, and I didn't want to say I wanted to write underneath that thing or send him an email and say, Preston, I know Tell about, him to come on. I know about a half a dozen people that have got serious injuries from these things. So what about those? You know. Anyway, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm with my point is I agree. I'm not with the yeah. We need go to ahead. get him to come on the live. Oh, he's a great guy. He is one yeah. of the. I'll tell you what. He's one of the nicest. He may be the nicest guy. I've met who's really ascended to, you know, the heights of this ufology thing. He's really a good hearted guy and he means well. And I generally agree with him, but I mean, it's, he's kind of, kind of goes the route of the space. And, you know, he's such a nice guy that if you had him on, we could ask, you could ask him that, or I could ask, you know, and he'd, yeah. he'd be cool with it. He's a great guy. He's just, yeah, I've seen him talk quite a few times. He's interviewed like, geez, a thousand people, something like that. But he really leans yeah. heavily, heavily, heavily towards the Space Brothers thing. And I'm like, eh, you know, what about my friend who's had two surgeries on her corneas and my buddy whose neck is all screwed up after his house was filled with a blue light in the middle of the night and he woke up because he felt somebody snap his neck and he's never been right since. I mean, it's not like they always heal people. And it's I. it was so funny because literally yesterday, I'm listening to the Preston basically run the space brothers thing. And I'm like, well, it ain't always like that, buddy. I mean, I love you, but you know, anyway, go ahead. I shouldn't have interrupted, but that was so germane to something I had just seen. And that I had the same feel, the same thought that you said that, that it's, it's, I've said it a million times. It's not one thing. This is one thing we're doing. We're going, Oh, the aliens, you know, we will accept the idea that we'll use that terminology. Well, I think it, that's a good enough word for, it, but it's, it's probably, you know, a hundred thousand or a million different kinds of them, or a lot of different kinds of them. Some of which may be very kind and want to see us ascend technologically and spiritually and physically and everything else. And some of them might not like us at all. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I don't know. Burton, did you want to throw anything else in there? Michelle, how about you? Nope. I just figured that we were waiting for our guest. Yep. And uh, arrive soon. Yep, and we're going to be taking a break. So, Burton, you can have the last word before we take our little five-minute break here. Um, just I, you know what? I do have one little thing to throw out there, just off. Let's go. I said not not to, you know, I don't want to take up too much time or anything. But uh, one thing that you said is uh, uh this is this is more uh, yeah, uh, people looking at uh potential extraterrestrials as like angelic. And, and things like that. Um, and that just, I don't know why this made me think of this, but there is, there's this show that you, if you guys have never seen it, it's all fictional. It's a fictional show on Netflix called midnight mass. And without spoiling anything, it kind of does that 
it's a story that's sort of about something like that, but it's not an alien. It's a different sort of creature, which we all know. Well, I don't want to spoil it at all in case anybody hasn't. It's been out for a couple of years, um, but it's so good. I it, like it's one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time. So if anybody wants to watch it, I don't want it to ruin anything for him. Uh, but it, 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 it's a creature from folklore that we all know very well with that like kind of is viewed as an angel as opposed to the more sinister thing that we all know it as uh and it's just like looking at it through a different sort of lens perspective uh and they do it through sort of like catholic uh, catholicism and things like that uh, it, it's a fascinating show, really great show, and has one of my favorite monologues ever done on television. What's um, the name of the show? It's called Midnight Mass, and it's on Netflix. Okay, uh, it's I believe it's a Mike Flanagan. Uh, I love that guy. I think it's one of his shows, and uh, it, it it so so yeah. What you you saying that thing about extraterrestrials? This show kind of does it with a different supernatural creature, uh, but. I definitely think that uh, could totally, uh, you know, uh, ex- explain a lot of ancient mythology. I know we're going to break, but I got to say this. You just, you just a uh, little turn of phrase there. Something you said struck a nerve. You said, uh, you said not aliens, but different supernatural creatures. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that, you know, not aliens may not be, supernatural creatures well supernatural from the context of a human at well, least i don't i'm not real comfortable with that word but okay hey, there, well hey there's the the arthur c clark quote you know if somebody's right. technology is so advanced right. we would look at it as magic well no and and but actually guy is right because if it was created in anywhere in the universe it is then by definition nature that's all i'm saying i've said this i think in every and everything we've done i'm going to say it again and you go to these south pacific atolls these remote islands every time they saw their first white european with a camera they went oh it's a god oh it's a demon right Right. no it was a dude with a camera yeah you know he wasn't supernatural he was some guy that they'd never seen before and they leaped to this supernatural stuff and i'm like Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look, guys, it's been about 53 minutes that we've been Beautiful. at it. So we're going to go ahead and get our surprise guest in here in about five minutes. I know that they have arrived and they are hiding backstage. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a five minute break. Everybody stretch out. I'm not going to say smoke them if you got them because, well, you know, <laughs> probably not looked upon very well but how about fill it if you need to there you go <laughs> get your coffee going 70. yep too young All to right. be 70 I feel so I'm guy and burton i'm gonna send you to the back here real quick and just for everybody else that's out there before we take off for the break if you are interested in helping to support the podcast or this show One easy thing that you can do, it doesn't take any money or anything like that, is subscribe to this channel, share it out, and uh, let your friends know that may be interested in this type of conversations to, you know, join us and 
come hang out and have a conversation like ghost dragons having a good time here tonight and eris we see you welcome welcome and with that being said we're gonna take a quick break and we'll see you in five There is four minutes left to this break. Three minutes left, everybody. Just three minutes. Two minutes left, everybody. Get ready. Two minutes.
One more minute and we are back. One more minute. everybody we're back all right hey everybody we are back and one thing i wanted to add before i start bringing people back on here is that with the uh if you're interested in supporting the podcast and and doing all that you can also find the links in the show description below on youtube so uh there's links to our link tree and everything so if you have issues finding us on any platform or a merchandise store or anything like that. It's all listed in that link tree. So just wanted to get that out of the way and uh, bringing back my lovely co-host for the night. There she is. My lovely wife, Michelle, Michelle, how was your break? Uh, short and it's cold. <laughs> yes. We're starting to get snow out here again. So uh, and then once again, we are going to be joined by Burton. Hey Burton, you I made it back alive. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and then we're going to bring in Guy. Guy, welcome back, man. Thank you. The old man, the, the old curmudgeon to come in and grab. <laughs> <laughs> the curmudgeon of the group. All right. Get off, get off my lawn. All right. I think we officially got off your lawn and we got back into the, the stream here. So, all right. With that being said, without further ado, I'm going to bring on our secret special guest for tonight. Very excited to have this person come on and chat with us for a little bit. Um, who knows where this is going to go with this conversation, but this uh, lovely lady has been on our podcast before. She's going to be coming up on our next podcast uh, this weekend coming up, and that is the lovely Gemma Jade. Gemma, guys. thanks What's for up? joining us. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, you never know where it's going to go. You never know. That's what so, makes it exciting. One of the things I did want to bring up with you on uh, just jumping right into it a little bit is you've got a new book out and that cover freaks me the hell out. I designed it myself. Well, great. Thank you for that. <laughs> awesome. You want to talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. So it's the third book. It just came out this past Tuesday and it is Shadow Entities, Sleep Paralysis and Beyond. It was originally gonna be called Beyond the Sleep Paralysis Demon because there are so many people, my clients, my friends, just people that watch my channel, listen to me that have been coming to me about their experiences with shadow entities, with sleep paralysis, either together or separately. 
And I've been terrorized by shadow beings since I was little. They used to try to get me to chew on wires and jump in front of trucks. And um, so with so many people, like it's becoming a thing now. I was like, I need to really address this just from my kind of unique perspective as a medium and, and an oracle. And um, I hope it, I hope that it, you know, brings um, some help to, to the people that are really struggling. It, it's something we don't know what they are. I mean, even with me, like I know what the entities I encounter are. Shadow people, I do not know. So there's a lot of theory. There's really no fact because we don't know. But um, I hope that it helps. Yeah, and now Gemma, you kind of cross over like into that different realm because you talk about extraterrestrials, but then also extra dimensional beings and all of that. You've kind of you're kind of all over the place when yes. it comes to that. Um, so with our conversations that we've been having today and our interview that we did with Bill um, last week. What are your thoughts on where are we like, what do you think we're going wrong here? Or what do you think we've got right? And, and what's your, your feeling on all of this stuff? Well, I think just the community as a whole, I can just see really one thing. And that's that nobody's taking like, it's all about personal experience, right? So you're going to base what you believe, what you perceive your opinions and theories on your personal experience. Because again, there's really no fact except what an individual knows about it. There's nobody that can say, I sat and spoke with a shadow person and this is what they are. So the community is not coming together. That A lot of the community just wants to go back and forth about, you know, theorizing and, and say, stating their own opinions instead of everyone getting together and saying, well, I know this, I know this. And we might be able to make more connections. Now, I listened to just a little bit of last week's interview that you guys did because I was having um, a movie and pizza night with my son and I didn't realize the movie was like three hours long. So, but it was so crazy because where I turned it on was when you guys were talking about synchronicity and the glimmer man. And the glimmer man is something I've talked to you guys about before on, on your podcast. And I just thought it was crazy because it was very synchronistic that I should happen to turn the interview on at that time. But I think what everyone, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different things, right? And if we could just come together instead of being so divided, I think as a community, as individuals, I mean, that should be the point to spread the word, to, to gain knowledge, not to be right or to prove that you're correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I even say it in the book, like, I'm not trying to prove anything in this book. I'm like, I just want to open some minds and hopefully give some people my experience and my knowledge and hopefully get some of someone else's and, and try to understand what's going on, especially with the shadow entities, because I think they are several different things. And I think some of it is really bad. And I do believe 100% that no matter what they are, they are feeding off of us. Okay. And, you know, that kind of goes to what Guy was saying just a little while ago. It's like your experience is kind of your own, but we're, you know, how do we say you're right or you're wrong? And it's kind of like what Rick Davis says right here. If I know that my experience, my personal experience is truth, how can I deny your experience is real? Yep. That's I mean, exactly it. Really? Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know how else you would, you know, rather say that. And uh, I don't know. Well, one thing I do know, Michelle, you know what I know? We got to give a huge shout out to Ghost Dragon, who just signed up and bought us three coffees. Hey. hey. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I just love him. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ghost Dragon. We appreciate that. And trust Aww. me, that that coffee money will be used for great coffee. For coffee. <laughs> As you can see, yeah. So, all right. Yep, everything is connected in one way or the other. Now, that's interesting because I know Native American mythology talks about everything being like this cosmic web. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know... I, I I don't know, but Gemma, we got to get this out here and we're going to cover this on the podcast this week when we sit down and record for this weekend. But would you mind telling everybody what happens to your phone every time you try to send a text message? Because oh this is... It's so it, weird and I keep trying to get a screenshot of it. I don't know. I have over 300 contacts in my phone. I just want to say that, okay? So I every... Every time now, it's like more now. It used to be every once in a while, but I use the voice to text. Like I have a toddler, I have a day, like I'm too busy. So I use the voice to text and I will look down and say, I'm saying, you know, I'll meet you at Starbucks at five o'clock. Don't be late. My phone will say, I'll meet you at Starbucks, Michigan UFO sightings and paranormal encounters podcast. And then it'll like race and then say what I said out loud. So there was a time this started happening like almost a year ago where I messaged you and I'm like, hey, are you guys okay? Because my phone keeps bringing you guys up. It's the only contact it does it with. And we don't speak really. If we're going to do a show, we talk, but we don't speak on the phone for it to be like, you know, like Ghost Dragons. I speak to him several times a day, every day, but it doesn't do it with him. Just you guys. So I don't know what the connection there is. Um, but I do believe it's something because it doesn't do it, not even sometimes with anyone else's number. It just cuts right into what I'm saying, no matter what it is, and just puts the title of your guy's podcast there. And then immediately deletes and goes back to what it was originally doing. And I'm going to get a screenshot one of these days real quick. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's crazy. <laughs> weird. <clears throat> Haven't figured it out yet, but. Burton, did you want to uh, throw some some questions or something toward Gemma? I mean, you're you're kind of like our ghost hunter, um, more into the paranormal and in some of your experiences. Um, and I know, so, see, I I don't tell Guy and Burton who I'm going to bring on, so <laughs> I bet you you guys were waiting for Bill to show up, but Bill was going on coast to coast AM tonight, so. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. I did, I did want to. I was gonna say that off the top, just so everybody watching knows. You know, it's all a surprise to to Guy and I as well. Uh, so it's not like we have anything prepared. Um, but uh, um, well, yeah, because I definitely, you know, I've heard every episode of of uh, the Michigan UFO podcast, so I've I've, I've definitely heard this episode, uh, the episode Gemma was on. And it's nice to meet you, Gemma. It's very Hi. nice to talk to you. <laughs> nice to meet Hi. you guys too. <laughs> um, I guess if I had if I had any like just off the top of my head question, uh, I mean, um, 
<laughs> you maybe, really put like, him on the spot. Like, like, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> but it's all right. Um, like, kind of like maybe like, uh, um, in your experience, uh, in your in 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 all of, in anything that you've ever experienced, uh, uh, that you would describe as paranormal in your life, uh, what, um, what is your favorite one? What what of of all of those experiences? What is your favorite one to share with people? Well, I do like to talk a lot about the Glimmer Man, the um, translucent humanoid, the Predator entity. It's been called so many different things. Oh, yes, yes. Because of my it. personal experience, like before I came into really doing paranormal stuff on YouTube, I was terrified of it because like ghosts, demons, the devil, like whatever. But this thing, I was like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> like it's real. It's not just this myth and then i start getting into the like how did hollywood get this right in the 80s and then i'm like freaking out and it was trying to basically lure and kidnap my then almost two-year-old so i like to get that out there to people who are like i'm gonna go hunt the lumber man it's like be really careful um you know my favorite experiences where i like want so many more extraterrestrial but as far as talking about it and getting it out there would definitely be the predator entity it is that that is something that has been coming up recently. Like I, yep. it, it was something I'd basically never heard of before a few years ago. And, and what you mean by predator is like the movie predator when it's cloaked, right? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. why people yeah. call it. I call it the glimmer man. Yes. Um, yes. But yes. it has been called so many different things. And I wanted to do a book on that entity, but there's just not enough information yet. Even if I were to do encounters, I wouldn't have enough for a book at this point. So that's something that I really like to research. I really love to hear the encounters because I'm convinced there's an extraterrestrial one. And then I'm convinced that there's a government one that hunts the extraterrestrial one. Um, oh, I don't think it's one okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are, I mean, there's like YouTube videos of, of government produced like cloaking, cloaking. costumes yeah. and stuff like, like suits or whatever that, that sort of, sort of do that. Um, uh, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Glimmer. Yeah. That'd be a way to describe it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an absolutely fascinating topic. That one mirrored men. I don't know if you've heard of the mirrored men. Um, no, I've heard of static men, static men. I've heard of them. I've heard I did of a them. video on them. They were very interesting, but mirror yeah. men. No. Yeah. That, that one's like where people will see, they 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 could appear as like shadow figures or they could appear as as not as, as just like something sta someone standing there but it's usually three men and their movements all mirror each other perfectly like they all move in unison like in a weird unison oh um sort of thing if you've never heard of it i for everyone listening right now i highly recommend a show called uh another podcast called monsters among us uh, mm -hmm. The Monsters Among Us podcast is the one that really talks a lot about the mirrored men and stuff. And uh, that's so yeah, interesting. That's I can't interesting. wait to research that. It, it yeah. reminds me almost just from what you described, almost of like all these new things I'm learning about the men in black. About. Yes, they yes. That was the first thing that came to my mind for some reason when you said this. So for me, being a medium and having the abilities I have, when a connection just kind of zaps to me like that, 
I have to research it further to see why that happened, why that popped into my head at that time. So that is something I am definitely going to be looking into because it's not often I come across something that I've never heard of or never right. experienced. So it's, it's really funny that you said that because every single time I picture the mirrored men, they have like a hat, like you would picture the men in black. Yeah. They're like just like smooth. Really right. Are, I don't know why yeah. that just popped in. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about something like, um, you know, like with, scrying i've heard of people recently like accidentally scrying like they're just brushing their teeth in the mirror and then suddenly they're like having these visions um okay that's also happening so a lot to do with um seeing things in the mirror people who've never had abilities before suddenly activating and i do think it's because everything is this web of connection uh, of consciousness but the problem is like the the universes are layered you know in my opinion um so there's there's it's so massive. It's like, I don't know if our human brain can ever get every single answer. But <laughs> yeah. I want to get as many as possible. That That's for darn sure. But it is massive. Now, Guy, I know, you know, you've obviously had dealings with these triangle or the triangle craft and then all of the things that have kind of spun out of I don't want to say spun out of control, but things and synchronicities and things that happened. Have you ever gotten into anything or had something more on the paranormal side? I get quote unquote. I mean, UFOs and stuff are paranormal enough as it is. But oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, like on the spiritual side, ghosts. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm. I think I'm kind of unique in in as much as, by and large, people who see UFOs who've seen them repeatedly, which I kind of have, they, they also have, uh, you know, ghost activity and that kind of stuff. I've not had that. I've had kind of insane synchronicities. And I also, I've told you about, I've actually had two like pretty full blown psychic experiences, which were totally bizarre. I mean, and I've had straight, I get up when, when, uh, Gemma was talking about you and her phone. I think I've told you guys before, I've got a buddy on the East Coast who's seen a lot of UFOs. He's had poltergeist activity in his house. And whenever I try to text the guy on my iPhone, I'll get almost done some long thing and it deletes itself and goes crazy. And we have all kinds of electronic weirdness when, you know, I have had two completely full-blown crazy psychic experiences what do you mean by psychic what's I'm that sorry to interrupt but what do you mean by psychic experience like what well, I, mean, I mean well i mean like i went to a uh went to a wedding reception and i don't drink but i was having really really bad anxiety and i said to my wife i said do you mind if i drink a glass of wine and 35 years ago i drank too much so i don't drink she said no go ahead and have a glass of wine so do two glasses of wine and I'd been introduced to a guy who was the band leader that night by my friend whose daughter was getting married. We were waiting for the reception to get started. He said, guy, he said, this is, uh, I'm going to use the guy's name. His name's Vic. He said, you're going to like the band. Because I was a musician for years. He said, Vic's the uh, band leader. You're going to love this band. I talked to this guy for all of two minutes, right? I go and I sit down. About 10 minutes later, I'm talking to my wife at a table. We're on this we're sitting outside on this patio. I glance over and I see this guy walking. And I mean, one thing that you said, the way that I've described it is I saw like this cobweb it was more like a fractal 
I keep thinking it's a frack. I was like an electrical shock. It was in less time than time. I'm talking to Linda. I see this guy and it's just like, whoa. And, and I jump out of my seat like a schizophrenic and I run up to this guy and say, you've had a really weird close-up UFO sighting, haven't you? And he just stares off in the middle space and goes, as a matter of fact, yes, I have. He said, when I was driving down Dirt Highway and when I was 17 years old, there were all these cars pulled over to the side and these people are out of their cars looking up in the air and I thought, what are they doing? I looked up and about 200, yard, 200 feet in the sky, there's, a, there's this UFO. He said it looked like a straw hat, except the top was rotating. And I got out and I stood there. He tells me this crazy story and he looks like he's in a trance. And then he turns to me at the end of this and he says, and there was nothing in the Flint Journal the next day, which is just what happened to me. And I mean, we just walked away from each other. And I sat down to my wife and I said, you're not going to believe what the hell I just said to this guy. And she said, why did you say that? And I said, I don't know. I said, I said, <laughs> Welcome to my world. I said, I said, what I said to her was, I sat there for a minute and I said, I knew that he knew. Well, there's a little bit more to it. Uh, a year and a half before we'd gone to see something called the Moth, which is a PBS program where ordinary people get up and for 10 or 15 minutes, they tell little stories and uh, they record it at various venues. They put it on NPR and we went to see that and I smoke. And we got there early by mistake and there was about 20 people smoking and I looked over, I walked up to this one guy and said, man, I feel like a hobo, but I parked five blocks away. And he says, Oh no, no, no. Here's a cigarette. And we talked for like five, five minutes, not even that. And it was this guy, it was this guy. Right. And, and then we went in and saw this show. And when I was introduced to him at the wedding reception, he looked at me and he, when my buddy introduced me before all this stuff happened, he said, he said, you know, I think I've met you before. And I said, I don't recall having met you ever. And he said, did you go see the moth about a year and a half ago? And I went, oh, yeah, you're the guy that gave me a cigarette. And and uh, I said, uh, yeah, I remember you now. Vic, nice to meet you. I'm glad that I'm going to get to hear your band. I remember you said you were a musician. And I told you. But we, and in that first thing, we talked for a minute and a half. You know, in this second thing, we talked for about, a, you, know, you know, two or three minutes both times. And when I was sitting there at that table, I got to get something to eat. Uh, but 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 I, all of a sudden, I saw this like story thing in my head, like, oh, I met him there, I met him here. This is the thing, and I saw like it was like a fractal. I've never had. I used to make fun of psychics, man. I I, I don't oh, yeah. believe. I don't. I don't, believe <laughs> don't tell Jim of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, mean, I thought it was. I, I loved. I loved Rondi, the amazing Rondi, and I. Yeah, go get him, man. That's all fake, and I mean. Where am I at now? You know, in fact, I'm in a group on Facebook with people that have had like really crazy UFO stuff, very well documented. It's only like 150 members. I'm the only one in there that's not famous, right? Hasn't that been in movies or books? And we were in a Zoom meeting the other day, and they've heard they've heard that story in another one. And I said, "Look, I'm not psychic," and they all burst into laughter. Uh, you know, it's like that was a pretty psychic experience. I mean. I think the wine relaxed me to the point that I wasn't afraid. I mean, it was just like an electrical shock. I went, oh, I know why I met him down here, down there, and why I met him here. And I get this now. And it's this thing, and there's this, like, this cobweb thing that's, like, one-dimensional, and it's all connected. And, but uh, this is all in, like I said, kind of less time than time. The sudden understanding, right, of just, like. Exactly. You know, I've, I've had to work so hard to turn that off. 
because I would approach people with these Never things that I knew. And some people are like, oh my gosh, like you see on TV when, you know, the psychics go up and they're like, hey, you know, your great grandpa's with you and he has a message. Yeah, I've literally gotten punched in the face because I'm like approaching people. So some people don't want to hear it, but that's, well, that's really interesting that you had that experience because that I is got, literally my life when I don't block it. It's interesting. I have to tell you this too. I mentioned it last week. I think we were talking in this, in this after show thing, whatever it is. And this guy... Whatever now. it is, get off my lawn. Hey, I told you, I'm starving. Suddenly, I'm starving, man. I need some to eat. My color's bad. I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna probably. I, I see. A, I'm moving towards the light as we're. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, what was I just lost my entire train of thought, man? What was I just saying? About, we're just uh, talking about the fractals and these this times that you've had them and. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but this there was something that was relatively important that that I had not mentioned that from last week's show. Yes. I don't know. All I know is there is something that happens to me. It happened with a dog years ago. I had this little Chihuahua, and I I just tried to write it off. I just tried to go. I just tried to bury this stuff. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. I was in New York City one time for a week. Just I played with a band and. We were playing in upstate New York, and we had a week off. We had this big bus. So let's go to the city and just hang around, you know, go clubbing and stuff. So I went down to the city, and and we were just goofing off. And they went to some, uh, you know, one of these uh, mediums and paid without asking me. They paid this lady to read my fortune, right? You know, and and they were like, just we're just looking for fun things to do. And they were insistent that I go in and have my fortune read. And I was like, ah, come on. So I went in, and this lady read my fortune. I mean, nothing was right, right? So I thought, this is all fake. But now I've had two of these crazy. I had a dog about 10 years ago. I had this chihuahua that I just loved. It was like my kid. And my ex-wife had a heart attack. And we were up in the ER for 19 hours before she got into a room. And about th- and we'd locked the door. I mean, it's a chihuahua, right? You know, and, and all of a sudden, at like 3 o'clock in the morning, I go, there's something wrong with TJ. There's something wrong with TJ. And she was like, what are you talking about? She got all mad and stuff. And she said, you're crazy. You know, you, you're nutty. You can't remember about that dog. I said, no, there's something wrong with him. She said, you locked him in a house. She said, he's a dog, you know. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And we got in this huge brawl. Anyway, I drove like eight miles like a madman. I opened up this house where I put this dog in his house. And this little guy, I'm looking all over. I went downstairs. He's not in his house, right? And all I can figure is she had a granddaughter. We had a house across the street, and her granddaughter was living there. She'd want to use the phone when I wasn't home. Somebody opened that door because that dog wasn't in that house. And and, and I I knew it. And it was like that movie where the guy goes out and you, Stella, Stella. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I walk out on a porch, and I go, TJ, TJ. And I look up about a block and a half. There's a – this is in the city, man. There's a a cross street. There's a – there's a – uh, you know, uh, a streetlight hanging above in the middle of that intersection. And right dead center middle of that intersection is this, he's like a teacup chihuahua, is TJ. I can't believe he hasn't been hit by a car. And I'm like, TJ, I ran up and I grabbed him. And I mean, I tried to write that off as like, it was pretty weird, you know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't like the thing at the wedding reception, but it kind of was. It was kind of like one minute I was fine at that hospital, and the next minute, I was like, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. I gotta go. And she's like, what are you, crazy? And I'm like, so, you know, maybe maybe I'm a little bit psychic. I don't I don't know. 
I was going to say, first off, um, just one quick thing. Ghost Dragons, you know I love you. I've, I've got to say this. Um, Wayne, I'm going to call you Wanye from now on because <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy, baby. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Um, usually he's been called worse. <laughs> Thank you. Can't take me anywhere. Um, people with abilities, first of all, I believe very, very strongly that every single human being is born with not the exact same abilities, but some sort of ability. I it's just right. this conditioning of, you know, monsters are not real, you know, monsters, UFOs aren't real. You didn't actually see that, you know, and some of us just lose it. You know, most of us just lose it, but there's something, there's something happening now in the collective where we are kind of shifting from this 3d, the consciousness to like this 5d type consciousness because more people, more and more people are awakening, but there are a lot of people who can count on, you know, one hand, the number of psychic experiences that they've had. I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. Yes, yes, I do. Um, The number of experiences they've had that they knew were them connecting to something else or that something other was happening. And that just goes to kind of validate for me that even someone can be a non-believer altogether. And that Uh, that's, it it doesn't matter because you're, it, your yeah. brain can't completely turn off to it. And I do believe that even deja vu, in my opinion, from what I've learned from my guides, is like a part of us that remembers writing our our chart to come here. Mm-hmm. And it's like us knowing we're on the right track. That's what deja vu is. You know, now you can ask someone else and they'll know something different. But for me, so those two experiences you just had, you remember them very vividly. And that's because for whatever reason, and maybe it was pet parent instinct, because I know with my kids, even the adults, I'm like, you know, I know what's going on no matter what. And and that's a lot of parents. So maybe it was just that instinct, that connection where you and that particular pet had this connection. But people are activating all over the place. I had someone activate in my live stream and like shut the whole thing down. The, the lights were going off. People's oh. computers were my, and from that day forward, she's been having experiences that I've been trying to kind of counsel and help her through. Why that. did it happen? The same night ghost dragons who's live with me on Wednesdays had a trickster and two ETs come out of the sidewall right there on screen. Um, unfortunately no one saw it, but me and him, but it did happen. And right at that moment, this person in our chat must've just activated and ever since it's you know it's people are waking up all over the place so that's kind of just validation that you know everyone has the ability it's just about being open to it and sometimes we're doing certain things that open us up more you know let me just say this i mean to be to clarify i'm a believer now (laughs) you know that episode at the wedding reception was crazy and i started to say i don't i don't think i finished this that guy who's a very well-known musician around Flint, he will not speak to me now. I mean, that's, and he will not speak to me. I asked, I sent him a, I was afraid to talk to him for a long time because I, I felt like I freaked him out. And, uh, and I sent him a message about a week ago and he's got a recording studio. And I said, Hey, I don't want to bug you about any of that UFO stuff. I don't know what happened in that moment. I know you've got a recording studio. And I'd like to record a little thing on a keyboard for an intro to my YouTube channel. And that's all I said. 
That was two weeks ago. He's never responded. And I could tell because a buddy of mine, who's the, the guy whose daughter got married, who's the mutual friend, he was in a car with him like next week. And he said, hey, Vic, I hear you and Guy has some really weird experiences in common. And Vic said, yep, and changed the subject. He doesn't want to talk about any of this. And I know that probably, I mean, that would freak me out. What a strange thing to say to somebody. I'd, I've never said anything like that to anybody. And I mean, I said it like I knew. I mean, I, I got right nose. Because you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I got I got this like storyboard that reminded me of a fractal in my head that was like, oh yeah, I met him there, I met him here. I know what this is about. And this is and it's this thing, and this is why we're here, and that, that I was supposed to meet him, and that's why I met him here. It was like this crazy damn thing. So yeah, what do I not believe this now? It happened to me, you know. I mean, yeah, I now I know that my I was I was purposely turning off certain things, I think, because I didn't want to be weird or something, you know, but I mean, my grandma had this stuff happen. My mom told me about it and I was like, yeah, right. You know, and I'm like, I didn't want to hear it then. And she had a really strange one. And uh, my mom told me a couple of times and I was like, yeah, come on, man. Well, I don't know. I think I just wanted to be, I think I just wanted to be normal and not, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to sound like a flake. You know? I turned it off for my my 20s. I turned all of my abilities off. And I just say it was the worst thing I ever did because I just went down like this horrible path of like non-acceptance. And for me, because of the abilities that I have, there's so many and they, they come on so strong that I was so incredibly blessed to stumble upon YouTube because I was bored one day and decided to do a video about literally nothing <laughs> like about being bored thinking I would you know just talk to the whoever picks it up and then to be able to find this whole community where I'm accepted and and even somewhat respected for my opinion my experience and even people that may not believe or believe in everything that I say still respect me and listen to what I say and take it into consideration and take it or leave it. You know, I've been seeing full bodied apparitions. I tell you since I was four, oh. but my parents say since much before, but I don't remember before I was four years old. And, and to turn something like that off for me was like the worst thing I ever did yeah. in my life. And I'm just so blessed that now I can just come out and be like, this is me. This is what I can do. And you know, believe it or don't believe it, but I hope you learn something every time you listen to me. Talk. Have you seen, have you, have you ever seen a UFO or? I have not seen a UFO, but I've, I've, I was afraid of my entire life for no reason at all of extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was afraid of anything having to do with outer space, just terrified. And there was no reason for it. I grew up watching horror movies and seeing dead people. So it was just bizarre. But recently, like in the past maybe year and a half, I think it was, I started getting these, like uncovering these repressed memories of like healings and abductions that still aren't fully formed in my head. So yeah. I, I don't have a lot of the information, but I know it's there. And now I'm like on a mission <laughs> to learn everything that I can, because it seems like every time I learn something new, a little fracture, a little piece of that broken mirror memory comes back. Now I just have to put them together. It's so, entirely it's entirely possible that you've had some form of contact based upon oh hundred percent yeah I mean because they do this is a terrible I think they put I, the fear I, in me to make me not research further to be honest with yeah. you 
It yeah. only just, I'm, I'm going to be 40 in March and it only started coming when I was like 38, these memories. I never even suspected before that. I just was oh. terrified of outer space. Well, I know. March, March what? March first. What? Mm-hmm. What's that her birthday? Mm-hmm. My born day. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say um that's our people, all of our sightings were in March. All of them were in March, yeah. No. I was gonna say, you know, people think, well, how could aliens like wipe your memory? And I'm like, this is a terrible example to use, but I'm like, what is it you have your first colonoscopy? You know, they they pull the plunger and 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 they pull the plunger, then they tap your arm and go. And you go, yeah, I thought you were going to do this. And they're like, you're all done. I mean, so, and that's what we can do. You know what I'm saying? You know, so what can, so a lot of people, I have this theory, you know, I don't think I'm unique at all. I think a lot of people have contact with these other beings, whatever they are. And they pick, there's a list of my life. And, and maybe even get taken out of this thing for a minute, this timeline or the space. And you have no memory, but I'm going to eat some SpaghettiOs for a minute and let you guys solve all the problems of the universe. You enjoy. All right, Guy, I'm going to uh, go ahead and just move you out and put you back in the studio. When I see you come back on, we'll we'll bring you back. All right. So, of course, we had to get to the colonoscopy level of of uh, doing a lot. SpaghettiOs, he's going to need a colonoscopy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm done. <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah. Now, Gemma, you know, talking about your your fear of UFOs, and I, I don't remember. I mean, geez, we've done so many of these interviews. It was outer it, space in yeah. general. Like, well, you know, here's something strange that happened. When I was um, teaching science to middle schoolers at the beginning of this year, I had an eighth grade boy who said that he wanted to learn everything. And and let me just preface this and say that he was somewhere on the spectrum. Okay. So he might've had a little autism or something like that. He said he was excited to learn all kinds of awesome things about earth science, but he absolutely hated space and he was afraid of being in space. And that's all he could talk about it. And he actually started to cry while he was explaining this to me. Now, your previous book, I know uh, the missing, right? Book one, Missing the Faith Theory. Yes. Yes, I got it sitting over here. Did that... Did that lead you down this road of like the missing 411 and then possibly into abduction cases? Or did you kind of get steered away from that? Um, no, the the whole thing with the the Fae, I mean, I grew up with them having encounters and experiences with them. But how that book came along was I was writing. Um, I, I just popped into my head. I had this dream of the fae of uh, a couple of fae creatures or species abducting small children in the woods. And I had these repetitive recurring um, dreams slash nightmares for like three months. And finally I went to Steve Stockton and I was like, listen, cause I write for missing persons mysteries and head writer for that channel. I said, I've got to write this down. I uh, I'm going to get you guys some scripts for some videos about how the Fae could be responsible for some of the missing 411 stuff. And he's like, yeah, great. As I traversed that book, 
that's kind of when the abduction memories started coming. Um, first it was, sorry, every time my heat goes on, my background moves. It, it, it started as like the first I would remember like these, these healings I would get when I thought and my parents thought I was having convulsions as a child. It was actually a screen memory of me, um, these things, beings doing whatever they were doing, like this Reiki, it looked like Reiki energy stuff. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm not really sure I understand like what you're asking, but I know that those dreams and nightmares of the Fae abducting people led me into more research into the Fae, which then the UFO um, and alien memories came to me. And then I was no longer afraid and like I needed to know everything. Well, I was just wondering if maybe getting into the research of of the fae and those abductions if it was um like you were going more toward the the fae explanation outside because of your not fear well i guess fear of ufos and not wanting to deal with that and you went into that area oh yeah you know what you know what i'm I definitely, yeah, I think I understand now. So I definitely believe the Fae are responsible for some of it. I believe that UFOs are responsible for some of it. Yeah, I would not have been researching or looking into anything having to do with extraterrestrials, UFOs. You can even see like the progression on my channel after that book came out um, to where before there was almost nothing or nothing about it. Um I do believe UFOs are responsible for a large part of it because of some channeling that I've done. I've, I've been told by someone who is part of the missing 411 thing, or I call it the missing phenomenon, because I don't know what I'm allowed to say and not say. So I just say missing phenomenon. Um, and from what I understand, it's not just that these people, for the most part, I mean, obviously it's different if they're found deceased, but they're kind of going into not only an alternate dimension from what I was told and what I understand by this missing person that who's been missing and went missing in a national park almost 50 years ago, told me when I channeled him that um, what it, it is extraterrestrial in nature, what's happening. And they have on an alternate dimension, um, but a very similar reality to ours. So for example, say a person who goes missing, they're out camping and they were sitting on uh, a rock with, you know, roasting marshmallows by the fire. And all of a sudden, everyone around them is like, they just randomly disappeared. What actually happened is these aliens chose that person for whatever, these extraterrestrials. And when they get into this alternate dimension, they're like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Like, I was just, you know, with my family. And the extraterrestrials are like, no, like, your family's here. And they're like, no, no, they're not. So they're basically given this ultimatum. Like, you can try to live in this much better, much more enlightened, much more connected reality that we're building and like coding in here. Or you can be found deceased on the other side because now we can't let you go. So apparently they don't want to even wipe the memory because it could come back. So it's like you play ball or you die basically. Um, is is what I understood is happening in a lot of like the cases where the parent literally blinks and the kid's gone 
and there's no other clues, you know, or someone turns a bend, uh, you know, two feet ahead and they're gone. That's what's happening. There's some reason that these ETs are choosing them for this alternate reality they're trying to create for when this one eventually is destroyed. They're taking, you know, you guys know the smartest people. I don't know where the German heritage plays in there, but um, that's what I understood about it, which now like makes me look even more into that. Like, you know, how can, how can we get evidence of this, you know, instead of just being like random, uh, YouTube medium told us this happened. You know, I, I even if I channeled live, there would still be not much belief. So, um, but knowing that and knowing where I got my information and knowing for myself that something like that is going on, um, I can't in good conscience, not um, conscience, not um, at least investigate it, at least try to get it out there and let people know to be more careful, you know, and uh, when you're out in the woods, because it's not something that we can fight back. It's not something we can combat against. It's not something we can do anything about because, you know, we're definitely the low uh, species or low whatever on the totem pole in the grand scheme of things. And that is 100%. So how do we fight it? I have no idea, but I don't know how I got on that rant, but it scared the crap out of me. And um, but now, like, I'm kind of emboldened by the people that support me, the people that believe in me and just, you know, the confidence I have in myself now. Like, I know what I'm talking about when I walk into the Olive Garden and I know everything that's happening and the guy like the table next to me. I know that they're like on their first date and like that guy's, you know, cheating on his wife or like whatever I pick up. I'm confident enough to know it. Now I don't approach people anymore and tell them what I know, but I'm confident that's like, okay, I know that um, I'm going to shut this down now and just get away from this guy's gross cheating energy or whatever and, and move on. I had a really hard time with that because I wanted to go to people and say, Hey, do you know this girl's a you know real B word or Hey, do you know this guy's a real jerk? And let me tell you what he did. But obviously like you can't do things like that because you could end up getting killed. Yeah. All right, Bert, did you want to jump in? Um, actually, yeah, I did. There was something uh, that Gemma mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm curious uh, because you you said that you think everyone is sort of more or less born with this ability. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, have you ever heard of? Uh, oh man, wait, hang on, I wrote it down. Edgar Edgar Casey. Have you ever heard of Edgar Casey? I've heard of him, yes, but I couldn't tell you. Like, I know it has something to do with. I've seen him on Beyond Belief with George Norrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. some. It was like something on History Channel or something that that I saw him on or the the first time I ever heard of him. And uh, yeah, he was he was basically like a like a meet. Uh, I, I I don't know exactly what the exact word is, but like a medium, um, someone that could. Wasn't he tapping into the what they called the Akashic records and learning about Atlantis and everything that was going on? I he really he read a was, lot of prophecies too. Yeah. I know yeah. he's an author. I know that. He yeah. Writes yeah. Books. yeah. I'm yeah. actually digging was, into him a little bit. There was there was a bit of that, yes. Uh but but what but what he uh what I remember from what I saw in that little thing was like 
he described his experience in that like when he he would he would be able to like go into the state more or less and then someone would ask him a question and then he would be able to have an OBE out of body experience and go somewhere off planet and be mm-hmm. able to basically converse with this celestial entity of some kind and but but something that he said that always stuck out to me was that he's like I'm not special. Every single human being has the ability to do this. It just, for whatever reason, it's easier for me than, than others or, or something like that. But like everyone has the ability to do this. Uh, it's not just him. And right. that's something that he always spoke to a lot too. Can, I just want to say like, um, so on Wednesday nights, I live stream. Anyone that comes in can get one Oracle card. I give them a weekly reading um, just to kind of get people pumped about Oracle and about my channel and what I do. But people will say like, thank you, you know, thank you so much. And I'm like, it's not actually me. It's that I'm channeling and the messages are coming through from either their ancestors, um, their spirit guides, their higher self sometimes. So I bring all these energies in. Um, I just connect to the person. Um, I connect to people's energy through text message. You know, I do remote readings, but it's, it's not me. And I, I say that a lot too. I'm not special except in a way that if it's special <laughs> that like, I'm just able to do this. It's not anything I had to uh, study for or learn or, you know, be super duper smart for. I, I definitely agree with that. And um, what you were talking, so the way I describe it, like is if I want to have an out-of-body experience, and I don't, I don't do it often. Um, if I want to astral travel, I should say, and I don't do it that often, to go to like the Galactic Federation or to go and speak with, you know, I'm just learning how to get there and do that because of my lifelong fear of ETs. So, and the Galactic Federation is a thing. Okay, it definitely exists. It is a thing. They stay right outside of our atmosphere, and they're cloaked. So, I kind of think of it like. If you think of like your um, cells, your your blood cells and, and your all the molecules in your body as like plugging into a light source. So a lot of people know how to put like the light in the center and then like spread it throughout your body and push it out. A lot of people like I teach people how to do that to like protect yourself. But I, if I sit there and I, you know, do a little deep breathing and I think of every single cell every single tiny little cell in my body being individually lit up like a bright, you know, um, a house with too many Christmas lights in each little cell. And then all of those cells connecting it, it just, I wish I can teach people how to do it because it just lights my whole body up and then out I go. Now, my thing is <laughs> the, the few times I've done it, like controlling where I go. That's, that's why I always make sure I have like a guide with me because I do believe shadow entities jump into astral travelers' bodies. And um, I have a whole theory with the BEK on that. And, um, but yeah, it's not, like I said, I didn't have to study for it. I didn't have to work for it. So to me, it's a special thing for me to be able to give messages to people and, and help them in any way that I possibly can to have better lives or to understand things that are happening better but I'm not special in any possible way because I do believe that everyone has it. It's just a matter of how connected are we to it? You know, I, I definitely agree. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Ghost Dragon put something up here. You know, Einstein meditated to a flicker from a candle. And, you know, to me, it sounds like meditation. And, uh, you know, these kind of things are, are shifting our consciousness in a certain way. Do you know where we're going when we're doing these things? Like, so for instance, let me just a little bit of background. I've done martial arts for, geez, 30 years. I taught all kinds of people, different types of martial arts and things like that. And whenever I would spar or do any of that kind of stuff, I literally would enter what the Japanese would call a Zan Shen type of mindset, which means just empty mind. The The more your mind is blank or in that meditative like state, the more relaxed you are, the quicker you can respond to things. And it would get to a point where I would see people moving in slow motion. Like I would literally see them. And then what was funny is seeing the movie, the matrix and them <laughs> using the bullet time type of stuff. I'm like, Jesus, they're, they're like right in my head. And then it got to a point where we would do grabs and locks and throws and things like that. It is, I could feel people grabbing me in the arm or grabbing my, my neck or whatever. When we were practicing, I would feel it before it would even actually physically touch me. And, and so in my mind, I'm thinking this is like an elevation of consciousness that, that puts us in this like ultimate awareness of things around us. I don't know, Gemma, can you kind of talk to that? And, and I don't know, are there parallels to this, how they're the same, how they're different? Um, and I've heard this from like regular athletes as well, you know, cross country runners get into a, a mind state of, of running of complete relaxation and, and, you know, they don't even think about they've been running for 10 miles or 20 right. miles. It's, it, you know, it's like a loss of time. Right. And yeah. I, I do believe that it's see for me in my experience and from what I've learned from my guides is that it is different. So like I said before, everyone could have the same abilities, but it's what's activated in them. So for me, my ability to communicate with spirit and to bring messages through to someone else, you know, it might be seeing the future without cards, you know, whatever. So we all have the ability. It's just which part of us is activated. So I kind of liken it to that. So with martial arts, the meditative state that you go into, yes, it's the same type of meditative state as someone who's a long distance runner who also goes into these meditative states, but it's all a matter of what part of you, which cells in your body, so to speak, are lit up, just to use my analogy from before. I don't know if that's actually what's happening, but that's what I see in my head. So for me, as far as um, the first thing you said was kind of like, where are we going? And I always bring a guide with me. And usually I think when people astral travel from what I've heard from other people is that they do see other beings around that they recognize as guide. So once you get into this meditative state, I don't know yet how to really control where I'm going, except to think while I'm meditating on if I want to go to the Galactic Federation, if I, I would love to be able to astral travel, um, you know, to 
so-and-so's house and see what they're up to at three in the morning because I, you know, um, but I don't know how all of that works just yet. As far as like, I just know that for me, whatever I'm focusing on, wherever I'm focusing on when I'm lighting myself up and in that meditative state, I ask my guides beforehand to bring me and during to bring me. And normally it's to get information, honestly, for someone else at this point, but you know, it's so different. Like I said, it, it really depends on which cells are activating in you. You know, they talk about runner's high as well. And I think it's not really a high. It's it's a meditative state. And I am going to be experimenting with meditating while using my son's Oculus to see where I can go there. Not, not as far as the game goes, but as far as where can I bring myself to with such an intense, in-depth, visual, audio, and, you know, me doing the spiritual stuff, like all three of those combined, like, I can't imagine where I'm going to be able to travel to and what I'm going to be able to uncover and find out. And it's just, I see these people that like, they can go into a meditative state right now, astral travel to the Galactic Federation and come back with an answer to your question. Like, I want to get there. I want to get to that point where I'm like, oh, you want to know that? Hold on. Let me go ask, you know, so-and-so from the Pleiadian stars, you know, Pleiades. Okay. Right. And like two seconds later, I'm there. That's the level I'm trying to get at. Awesome. All right. Well, we're at about two hours. We're just about there. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. So, uh, Gemma, definitely want to thank you for coming on. And I want to play something for everybody if they haven't been on our channel and seen this yet. So let me go ahead and do a, if I can find it here. Um, I was going to say, Gemma, with our next episode, get ready to talk about curses. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, Wayne, I, I should have said God's electomy. That is think that is synchronistic right now because I've actually had someone <laughs> accuse me of cursing something I sent them as a gift and I'm like I don't need to spend money to curse you I need a little bit of blood and something you touched like yeah I'm ready <laughs> all right I'm Paper trying I'm, I'm trying to find our our little thing here that I did here we go okay. So for everybody uh, wondering why Gemma, you know, I wanted to have Gemma come on and stuff. It is because she is going to be joining us on our next podcast, um, which will be this Saturday. We're going to record the interview this week and then get it all put together. So this is what I want to just show everybody right quickly here. Here we go. All right, everybody. Take a listen. Ooh. And of course it's gonna, <laughs> you know, wanna do all that good stuff, but uh but I yeah. love it. Yes, yes, yes. So very happy that you're going to be coming back on. We can dig deeper into your experiences in your book and, uh, yeah, just all kinds of fun stuff. So, all right, uh, Guy, before we go, any last minute 
things you want to say? Well, just what I sent you in, in the private chat, I said, you got to remember I'm old and weirdly honest. I should have <laughs> used the example of a tonsillectomy. <laughs> you know, uh, at, at, least you, at least you can know when I tell you I saw a UFO from 125 foot. I'm not making it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, no, it was very interesting. And I enjoyed Gemma's portion of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think I need to open my, my mind I'm much more open than I used to be. There's, there's a lot of interconnectedness with these. Uh, thought of interesting, too, that she mentioned the Galactic Federation because there was a guy from Israel that said a uh, high-ranking official there had been in their a senior official in their defense department and said that, that it's a thing, you know, and people made fun of him. I mean, like, like this guy who was like 78 years old is going to make this up, you know. I mean, it's preposterous. But anyway, enjoyed it, and I'll have to check out your, All right. uh, your thing. All right. So Ghost Dragon keeps on asking Gemma to to pull a card for a guy before he leaves. <laughs> Probably going to say your color's bad. And you're All right. So, so we'll, we'll see Gemma at work here and how this All goes. Right. Um, but I do want to say, Rick, um, next Saturday will be an audio podcast only that will go out uh you know, to all the platforms. So that'll be out Saturday. Probably I'm hoping it should all be done and everything by Saturday morning. So sometime around 8 p 8 AM Eastern or so. Um, yeah. So our next live show though, will be in two weeks from now. All right. So Gemma. All right. So I use the moonology manifestations. Um, and I pulled a card for you for like a weekly reading. This is what I do on Wednesday nights, Ghost Dragons and myself. Um, he is my lovely co-host. But I pull one card and I give someone a weekly reading. So here you go. And I'm getting a cold. I apologize. So it's New Moon in Pisces. And the card is Attune to the Divine. You have the opportunity to slip into the flow of life now. When that happens, you want what is happening. And what is happening is what you want. Your manifesting is working perfectly. Just make sure that you stay attuned to your higher self and you'll be well on your way to feeling blissfully happy and in tune with your dreams. Meditation is the best way to connect with your higher self. Now, I shuffled in front of the camera, guys, if you guys didn't see that, okay? Um, so practice it if you know how or try learning from an online instructional video. Above all else, be kind to yourself and others. This card is an especially good sign for matters related to spirituality, contacting other realms, taking some time out or dealing with a fear. The more you can believe that all is well, the more all will be well for you. And your manifestation affirmation for this week is my conscious dreams creates my reality. So what this is saying is that for this meet this week, maybe you do want to take some things that we've discussed here that maybe you haven't considered before or some things that are going to be coming to you in this week or that have just come to you recently where synchronicities maybe you've put together or things that you're looking more into researching into. And I do think this has a lot to do with synchronicity for you. Like, for instance, attuning to the divine, we were just talking about meditation, tuning into your higher self. But if you're coming from a place, any place inside of you with anything that comes up from a place of fear, it's not going to work out well. Because when you come from a place of fear, you pull in 
these energies and entities that like to feed off of our fear, like shadow entities, demons, tricksters, the list goes on and on. So for this week, I would pay very close attention to any little things that happen, like big, like what you said happened at the wedding, or just small thoughts that pop into your head, like if you're walking down the street, you know, things are going to come to you if you pay attention to be able to make the connection, but always come from a place of love and kindness. And when people react out of fear, do your very best to understand that everyone's coming from a different place. Cause I do feel like you could have some, um, what is it called? It begins with an R some, um, like refusal from others to understand what you're going through. And it's okay to accept that not everyone's going to understand the level that you're at. Not everyone's going to understand or believe in what you're doing. Connect to your higher self, focus on your higher purpose. And, um, that's going to get you through the week without any kind of fear or without pulling anything in. Um, Eric, Cura, Laura, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm not and- good with pronouncing. I'm from New Jersey. I butcher everything, but I do this, uh, Wednesday nights from 7 15 p.m eastern time all the way to 11 11 30 p.m eastern time and you can either donate or not so come on in and get a get a card off my channel um because i know you guys are wrapping up but i have over 100 decks i randomly pull them and i do it for anyone and everyone who comes in and if you're there for the first time you don't have to wait in the really long line because i skipped the newbies up to the front and, and Ghost Dragon said it, man. He, she nails it all the time, man. I mean, it's uh, it, it was creepy when she did a reading for Michelle, um, one time, and her ear starts to get red and hot. And uh, it is. It's so funny you said that it, because they're just starting to burn. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I That's just gotta you ask you. are from New Jersey. You're not from Cherry Hill, are you? No, I'm from a little bit more north, but I've been to Cherry Hill. It's okay, not far from sure. me. I don't do any more synchronicities than I need here. So <laughs> spend some time in Cherry Hill. That's why I wonder. So have I. All right. All right, Burton, any last comments as we close out here? Honestly, um, Honestly, not not really. It was it was just a really great pleasure to get to meet you, Gemma. I, I found you through uh, Wayne and Michelle's podcast. That was the first time. I have heard you, and uh, since then I've been a fan. Um, Much, much like, much like, uh, you know, a a lot of the people they have on are people that I, I either already am somewhat familiar with or have never heard of, and I end up becoming a fan. And uh, so, yeah, it was just a really great pleasure to get to talk to you tonight and uh, to get to meet you. And yeah, yeah, I love, I love everything that you do. So yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So Gemma, one more time, tell people where they can find you and the new book and all that good stuff. Okay. So I'm on my YouTube channel. It's just Gemma Jade. There are a few Gemma Jades. I have sunglasses on and I think I'm the only one. And I'm also the only one covering the paranormal. And I was recently on the Paraflix Network, Disembodied Voices with Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz, a two hour show, season three, episode six. Again, it's Paraflix. And the new book is Shadow Entities, Sleep Paralysis, and Beyond. And it's it explores sleep paralysis, but it does focus more on the paranormal side, the fact that they could be feeding on us. And I talk about several different types of shadow entities. That's really where you can find me right now, kind of bouncing all around and um, trying to get myself out there, get my name out there more. And But my YouTube channel is, is it. Yeah. And-, and I write for Missing Persons and Mysteries. I'm the, um, the head writer for there as well. 
yeah it's awesome she has all kinds of information on there and uh man black-eyed children and man that's the next book (laughs) oh oh awesome we'll have to touch on that a little bit again all right all right well guy burton Gemma, it was great having you on thank you gonna say a couple closing words here but i'm gonna send you guys off to the green room and thank you and Gemma, we'll talk to you soon sure will all right see you guy see you burton all right, Gemma, we'll talk soon. All right, Michelle. <clears throat> I'm looking this forward was a good to the one. next podcast to talk about sleep paralysis and curses. Absolutely. I mean, come on. That is so awesome. I Burton's going to love the, the next after the cast. Yeah. Well, you know, again, a big shout out to Ghost Dragon for the, the donations of the three coffees. Man, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. We had Laura Ann from Germany, uh, obviously Ghost Dragon, Rick Davis was here, and you know everybody that watched, uh, man, we really appreciate it. And again, if you want to support the podcast or this live show, which we're going to do bi-monthly or you know, twice a month in between audio podcast, the all the links are down in the description. We have a merchandise store if you're interested. Um, but again, the best way to help us out, honestly, is just share us out there and, uh, just, you know, share us out, like the videos, subscribe. And with that being said, Michelle, have a great night, everyone. Oh, there's the famous last words. (laughs) Yes. Have a great night. And remember, keep those eyes to that sky.